I'm Dr. John Tam, and welcome to the Career Change Advice Podcast. My definition of the good career is one that is aligned to who you are, whether it's clocking an 80-hour work week or having a job that just passes time so you can go home and spend it with your loved ones. I believe that a good career works for you and not the other way around. I promise to support you with every single episode with sound career advice for positive change, whether it's minor tweaks or a full-on career switch. Let's begin. What's up? Welcome back to my channel, the best place for millennial professionals who feel stuck in their careers to find their dream careers. In my last several videos, I shared the best career exploration advice out there and how to conduct a personal SWOT analysis. In those videos, I've mentioned informational interviews several times. In this video, I'm going to break down why you should network with informational interviews and why you should conduct informational interviews for career exploration. So make sure you subscribe and click the notification bell to receive regular updates on all things related to career change. Also, join my Facebook group called Career Change Advice where you can chat with like-minded people who are interested in making their careers work for them and not the other way around. Hi, I'm Dr. John Tam. I have a PhD in Sociology from Oxford and I'm passionate about helping millennial professionals find their dream careers through gaining clarity and building soft skills. So without further ado, here is why you should network with informational interviews. Reason number one, it helps you learn about different types of jobs you're interested in with an inside perspective. And essentially, it allows you to learn non-Googleable information about the department, the culture, the people, and so on, right? And so for example, one of the things you might wanna learn is, is the place that you're interested in, does it have an aggressive culture? And if so, do you have the personality to fit in? So for example, if you're interested in working in a culture which is very cutthroat and people don't mind pushing each other and they don't mind calling each other out and giving each other a lot of pressure, then do you have the personality to stomach that? And one of the things that you can do is take a personality test and I'll have a free one which I'll put in the descriptions below. Essentially, the question you need to ask yourself is do you have the personality to stomach it and do you have the soft skills to handle it? So for example, if you have an agreeable personality and you really need to say no to people at work, and do you have the recognition of when you need to set boundaries, when you need to say no, when you need to give in, and when you need to stand firm? And I've previously made a video on how to say no to people in my workplace, and I'll put it in the cards above. But essentially, if you are conducting career exploration research via informational interviews, you get to hear a lot about the inside news, what's going on, how do people interact, what's the typical work week like, right? And don't ask about work days because work days, like, you know, they vary a lot. But a work week, you can generally have patterns. And by asking this type of information, you get an inside perspective of what that company is like. And then you are able to evaluate whether this move is a career change that you want to have. And do you have the transferable skills for that position. And I talk a lot about how the future of work is now more about skills than titles. And I'll put it in the cards above in my video called Career Change Mindset. Now, reason number two is it can connect you with jobs that you didn't know existed. And there's something called the hidden job market. Did you know that only about 20% of jobs are posted? And the fact of the matter is a lot of jobs are not posted because number one, if they're posting a position on the job market, you're basically broadcasting to the world that this is this position is going to be open. And if there's someone already in that position, they don't want that person to know that they're going to be let go soon. So that's one major reason why a lot of jobs aren't posted. And these are typically higher level jobs. Another reason why a lot of jobs aren't posted is because research has shown that internal referrals 
tend to stay a lot longer. The retention rate's better and the way they fit in is much better. So much so that a lot of companies offer internal referral fees for people inside the company who bring in talent from the outside. So that's why a lot of jobs aren't posted because companies don't wanna waste time on candidates that aren't very good. They need to hire a recruiter or they need to have their hiring manager spend time on sifting through resumes and working through stuff that you know they could otherwise be spending their time on. And a lot of times they simply don't wanna make the post because making that post, creating that job description and having meetings to talk about who's the ideal candidates and so on, it's going to take a lot of time. So bottom line is by doing a lot of informational interviews for networking, for career exploration, you get a feel for what's out there. But at the same time, you'll also uncover the hidden job market. So think of it this way. If you're in a basketball stadium and basically the game just ended and there are like 20, 30, 40, 50 tunnels, right? Depending on the size of a stadium um, for people to leave the stadium. Can you imagine if everyone tried to fit through 20% of the tunnels? That's basically what it is like if you are on the job market looking for a job, but you're only going for the 20% of the jobs available, right? You have a stadium full of people who are looking for jobs, but if you only apply to the online positions, you're basically gonna be stuck. The chances of you actually landing that job decreases significantly. And that's why informational interviews and networking through that during the phase of either career exploration or when you're actually job searching is an excellent way to uncover this job market. And moving on to the third reason. If you've watched another video of mine about the importance of maintaining a network, and I'll put it in the cards above, where we, I talk about navigating career crossroads in your 30s, basically building a network of advocates using your contact network is essential. And by maintaining this network, you essentially 10X your reach and you're able to have people who are your advocates who keep an eye out for you on what's out there. And one of the things that you can do is write out a list of people who are naturally supportive of you and then you can reach out to them to build outwards, right? And this is found in the research of Mark Granovetter called The Strength of Weak Ties and he's a sociologist from Stanford. Essentially, it breaks it down, there's two types of networks. One type of network is a warm water network, which is your first degree network. And these are basically people from your warm water network, which include your family, friends, neighbors, classmates who are close to you, colleagues who are close to you, your community, or your career services from your alma mater. Basically, anybody who is willing to naturally support you, and these are your first degree and warm water network supporters. By reaching out to them and letting them know what you're looking for, you essentially create advocates for you who have their ears and eyes out and see what's out there. Now, this is called your warm water network, but Mark Granovetter's research shows that your warm water network doesn't actually help you very much, or at least your first degree networks who you have strong ties with. And the reason for that is quite simple. It's because you probably share the same networks. And if you're sharing the same networks, you're traversing the same networks, you're meeting the same people over and over again, the chances of them seeing something that you're not aware of is much lower. And that's why he talks about using your weak ties, which is also known as your cold water network. And these are basically the community organizations, the social networking sites, such as LinkedIn or LinkedIn groups, listservs, former employers, cold coworkers who you kind of have a relationship with, but you guys haven't really built on it for a while, community professionals, alumni, or professional associations. And if you're able to communicate your message to them on what you're looking for, 
they'll keep an eye out for you. And the fact of the matter is, if they're your weak ties, they may not know your weaknesses as much as your close friends, right? And that's another major benefit. The chances of them highlighting your strengths and minimizing your weaknesses is much greater because weakness only reveals itself over time, right? If you're able to present yourself relatively well, you're generally gonna be okay. I talk about this a lot more in my video, Career Exploration Strategies, which I'll put in the cards above. So definitely check it out if you're interested in learning more about how to explore your career. And that's why you should always maintain a network and keep working on it. Even if you feel like you've settled into a job and you feel secure, you never know when those weak ties are gonna be super useful. Are you nurturing a network right now? Or are you falling behind in the networking game? Let me know in the comments below. The fourth reason is this. It is driven by a sincere curiosity. I've said many times, if you feel slimy about networking, it's because you're approaching it with an ask. And if you are conducting informational interviews, you are asking for information. You are not asking for a job interview and it is not a trick to get a job. Now, sometimes jobs do happen as a result of informational interviews, but that should not be the starting point. That should not be why you're doing it. Because if you're not a fit or if there's no opening, the conversation ends immediately and instead, your curiosity should be leading the charge for information interviews to have an engaged conversation so that they can also feel curious about you, right? They may feel impressed by the questions you're asking. The fact of the matter is people love to talk about themselves. In fact, the science shows that when people are talking, the kick to get out of it, the pleasure to get out of it is better than eating pizza. So I always tell my kids, if you give someone an opportunity to talk about themselves, it's basically feeding them pizza, you're stuffing them with pizza and they're gonna love you. They get to trot down memory lane and they get to make meaning of their past. Basically, they'll enjoy the process and you get a lot of benefit from it as well. The fifth reason is this, it helps you gain insights on the individual you're interviewing on their journey and how they got there. And it gives you an inside look on whether this career is right for you. As a result, you can reverse engineer the process to get there. And so by hearing their story, like their background is X, Y, Z, and they got training in ABC, and you can then think, hey, do I have this type of background? Do I have this type of training? Do I have something that's similar? Can I reverse engineer this process? What schooling or what certification or what coursework do I need to do to get into this current position? And remember, when you're conducting an informational interview, you are asking someone who is five or 10 years down the road of where you wanna be. And by doing that, you can basically say, hey, this is how this person got there. Can I do the same thing? And by doing that, you can then move on to reading the job descriptions. You can then move on to closing the skills gap. That way you can basically figure out whether you have what it takes or you want to do that career change or not. Because a lot of times people are afraid of making career change. People like hate their jobs. And research in the 2010s have shown that only about 13 to 18% of people actually like their jobs. 68% of the people don't like it. 20 something percent of them hate it. And a lot of people are looking to hop to the next opportunity or perhaps even change their careers. So basically an informational interview allows you to reach out to your network, find the inside news, reverse engineer the process, and also perhaps even open you to new opportunities that you didn't know existed. And the very first step of doing any of this change is to gain clarity. So I highly recommend you to check out my free training, which I'll put in the details below called Stop Feeling Stuck, Find Your Dream Career. You can also check out my free guide, which I'll put in the links below. 
on how to find your ideal career. Like I said before, I also have a free, quick, and accurate career personality test also in the details below. Make sure to join my Facebook group, Career Change Advice, to be in a community of people who are interested in making their careers work for them instead of the other way around. In my next video, I'm going to teach you how to arrange an informational interview and its do's and don'ts in terms of etiquette. So make sure you subscribe and click the notification bell for updates when it comes out. Also, leave a comment below and let me know your thoughts on this video. Don't forget to give this video a like and share it with your network if you found this to be valuable. Take care. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and share it with others who want their careers to work for them. Congrats for showing up and being your own career advocate today. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.